What's up, aliens? It's Big Al. Welcome to another Dumb Sports Empire. And holy shit, there was so much going on this week. There was so much news this week that a Ravens player got shot by a stray bullet in Cleveland, and no one is talking about it. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't on Twitter, it wasn't on the news. This is 100% true. Ravens linebacker Malik Harrison was shot in the leg in Cleveland over the weekend and received treatment at a hospital for a non-life-threatening injury. So much news, no one knows that a Raven got shot. So what is this news? What is going on? First of all, congrats to the Braves. The Atlanta Braves have won the World Series. Oh, I don't know who I'm happier for. Are we happy for Freddie Freeman? Which is... I feel like he's one of the most deserving dudes in baseball to get his first ring. Finally, he's 12 years with the Braves. He's gone through a lot. These Braves teams were pretty shitty for a long time. Now, the NLCS last year, World Series champion this year. Congrats to Freddie Freeman. Uh, probably one of the most likable baseball players. Or are we happy that the Astros lost? I think 98% of America, that is baseball fans, is just happy that the Astros lost. I'm happy the Astros lost. I'm happy for Freddie Freeman. I'm happy Dusty Baker didn't get a ring. I don't know why. I kind of like Dusty Baker, but we all didn't want the Astros to win. Like, that was that was number one. Don't let the Astros win. The Astros are kind of like a, a fraud dynasty. Now, I don't, no one's really throwing the dynasty term around because they're not winning these World Series. With how good they've been and how they've been to four World Series now since 2017, I believe... They've only missed one, I want to say, in five years. So they've been in four World Series in five years. I thought they'd won, like, two or three of them. I thought they were, like, the Golden State Warriors, where they had two, three championships in, in a six-year span. I legit thought the Astros had won a couple World Series, but do, do other people know this <laughs> besides just me? But, like, the Astros only won one World Series. And the World Series that they won was the Trash Can World Series. They literally cheated. So I thought they were this powerhouse won a few World Series. I thought they'd, I honestly thought they had won one without cheating. But I guess I was mistaken because they won the cheating year. They lost to the Nationals. They lost to the... Damn. They lost to the Braves, obviously. For they lost to. But um, shows you how much I care about baseball. Make the Angels relevant again. It always pisses me off that you got like, the Braves team. The Braves team wasn't really that good before last year. The Rays weren't really that good before last year. The White Sox really weren't that good before last year. It's like, why are these teams good? Why are they making runs? Why are they having good regular seasons? And the Angels can't do that with two of the best players in the game. Get some pitching, man. Baseball's going to piss me off. I don't have to talk about baseball until springtime, so fantastic news. But congrats to the Braves. I thought it was pretty cool that they won. That's a good story everyone can root for. Now, what else is happening in the football world where I live and where I base most of my freaking life, the football world, Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID and then the internet lit him on fire. Not the internet, everybody, ESPN, like everyone lit Aaron Rodgers on fire. Everyone thought he was vaccinated. Cause, so throw back to August and... Of course, the hot topic of every quarterback, every NFL player, the hot topic was, are you vaccinated? Are you vaccinated? And 
I don't know if legally they were allowed to ask or if legally, maybe because of the media, they're not like the employers, like the teams are the actual employers of the players. But um, I think because they're just the media, they could ask if they were vaccinated or not. So Aaron Rodgers, when asked if he was vaccinated, said, I am immunized. And then just left it at that and no one followed up with it. He didn't say the word vaccinated. He said immunized. So I guess he did this. Now this is so freaking Berkeley and so... I mean, Berkeley, he's from Cal. Cal's in Berkeley, one of the most liberal, probably the most liberal area in the world. Bunch of hippie shit up there. This dude freaking said he did a holistic COVID vaccine. I have no idea what a, a holistic COVID vaccine even would be. Is that what he considered immunized? Immunization? A holistic? What? I don't even know. What herbs do you fight COVID with? I guess Joe Rogan would know. He'd listen to his podcast. He's, he's going to have to talk about it because he's been like the center of COVID since he beat it in like 24 hours with horse pills or whatever. But he said he was immunized. And you have people like Stephen A. Smith lit him up for being a liar. He sure called him a liar. And it's created more divide in the Packers organization because the Packers organization knew he wasn't vaccinated. And I was supposedly he's furious. Stephen A. Smith let him up. Everyone's, he's a liar, blah, blah, blah. He can't play for 10 days now. I guess if you test positive and you're vaccinated, you can get two tests in 24 hours that are negative and you can play again. But being unvaccinated is just 10 days. And now they're all talking about him. The The big um, controversy is that he doesn't wear a mask when he does interviews. He doesn't wear a mask when he's on the sideline. And, of course, the arguments were brought out. A guy like Carson Wentz, not vaccinated. Um, but... He does all his interviews with masks on. He supposedly follows all the protocols. So they all thought Rodgers was vaccinated. Hasn't been following the protocols visibly, even though Matt, Matt LaFleur came out and said that he is 100% following protocols everywhere in the building. It just destroyed Aaron Rodgers. And this is just like, I don't know, they were off to a good start this year. Of course, they got blown out the first game, but they're 7-1 now. They've won seven straight games. This is most likely Aaron Rodgers last year in Green Bay. And it just seems like it's spiraled out of control halfway through the season. We'll see. We got Jordan Love. The future of Green Bay is starting on Sunday. We'll see how well he plays. Um, damn. Aaron Rodgers gets crucified. Now we got more people acting crazy. We got Odell Beckham most likely getting released from the Cleveland Browns today. So the Odell Beckham story is kind of funny. I love this story. Um, his dad kind of LeVar balled the Cleveland Browns a little bit. I don't know. It's just something... LeVar didn't do this, but I feel like this is something LeVar Ball would do, being like an overly good dad. So Odell Beckham Sr., Odell's dad, um, made an 11-minute YouTube video of times when Odell was open and Baker didn't throw him the ball. 11 minutes is a long-ass time. Now, I haven't sat here and watched the video, but supposedly there were Browns players that liked the video of Odell not getting the ball. So now there's this, like all these conspiracies obviously come out. Um, oh, the Browns are being divided. Odell hates Baker Mayfield. All this stuff. And he got excused from practice Wednesday. He got excused from practice Thursday. And now the reports are coming out late Thursday night that um, Odell's going to get released tomorrow. Just a long, long line of diva receivers 
And we've seen it so many times. We saw Terrell Owens was a big diva receiver. We saw um, Antonio Brown. Obviously, we saw that fall apart. And it's not just that. Those are just a couple examples. But there's so many examples of diva receivers. And now here we go. Odell Beckham. I mean, he's he's such a polarizing figure. He hasn't done shit in like three years. He hasn't done it. He was good with the Giants. Obviously, remember the catch. Probably one of the best catches in NFL history. We remember that. Remember, he used to take like slants to the house. He used to ADR touchdowns. He used to have these things in New York. He hasn't done any of that in Cleveland. There's maybe like one or two games I can remember. What was it, the Cowboys game last year when he had a couple touchdowns? He ran for like a 60-yard touchdown. And everyone's like, oh, shit, Odell still got it. But, I mean, from what I've paid attention to him, this one Steelers game last year before he got injured, he had two catches for 20 yards, I think. That was the game he took his cleats off on the sideline. Um... Like, in the third quarter, we were blowing the shit out of him. And then, last Sunday against the Steelers, one catch for six yards. Maybe Odell just sucks. But Steve Smith came out and said, Baker Mayfield's the problem. So now you got all this division amongst the media. Is it Baker? Is it Odell? Kevin Stefanski needs to get a lid on it. The trade deadline uh, passed. It was one of the most boring trade deadlines. I feel like in NFL, this always happens. The MLB trade deadline... They're sending dudes all over the place. Jock Peterson goes to Atlanta, gets a freaking ring, right? NFL trade deadline. Best you got was like Von Miller went to the Rams. That was the day before, so it wasn't even like a last minute thing. Von Miller. Oh, I guess we're not even going to... Wow, stupid me. I didn't even talk about it. The biggest trade of the trade deadline. Let's finish with Odell. So Odell getting released most likely tomorrow. Don't know who's going to pick him up. Saints are probably a good guess just because he's he went to school at LSU it's in Louisiana New Orleans boom geography um then you got Michael Thomas jackass I've had him on my fantasy IR in two leagues for the whole season and now he's out for the rest of the year with another ankle injury they handled very poorly um so Odell's getting released now what what is funny about this to me is that It seems like the Steelers beat the Browns and then the Browns implode directly after. Or the Steelers. There's a a correlation between the Steelers beating the Browns and them just falling off. So I saw the stats today. After after losses to the Steelers, the Browns have fired six head coaches mid-season. I remember the last one being um, Hugh Jackson... Uh, Freddie Kitchens, maybe? Hugh Jackson got fired after the Steelers game midseason. I don't know if Freddie Kitchens got fired midseason. He only made it one season they fired him. I think they made it the whole season, but... Um, dude, the freaking Steelers do something to the Browns where they just fall apart afterwards. And now the Steelers beat them on Sunday. Now you got Odell freaking out. His dad pissed off that his son got one catch for six yards. Making all YouTube videos, video editing shit. It's fantastic. Put the Browns back in the basement where they belong. Steelers, just keep doing it, baby. We had Jets and Colts on Thursday Night Football. It's actually a good game. Jonathan Taylor is like the future of running backs in the NFL. And he doesn't do like, he's a great running back. He doesn't do like something specific where, you know, like Derrick Henry is huge. He's tall, he's big, and then he's incredibly fast and that's his thing. He can run people over and he can outrun them. Jonathan Taylor, he's quick. He's nimble. He's like buff little. He's almost like not not as buff as Doug Martin, but um, call him like the muscle hamster. 
Jonathan Taylor, I mean, he's fun to watch. Coming from a long line of Wisconsin running backs, um, I like Jonathan Taylor a lot. He rushed for 172 yards, two touchdowns, 28 receiving yards. Carson Wentz kind of balled out, 272 for three touchdowns. They threw a touchdown pass to an offensive lineman. That's the best shit ever. That's what we need on every primetime game. Every primetime game, the NFL and Roger Goodell need to assign one of the teams to get, or at least run, offensive uh, offensive lineman routes. If we can get an offensive lineman running a route guaranteed once on a primetime game, every primetime game just goes up in ratings by at least a million people, a million views. The Colts take care of business. The Colts, I feel like they've had it rough. They had a, a rough start to their schedule. They're four and five, but they've looked good. So they lost to the Ravens. Um, that was a game they blew on Monday night. They were up, I believe, two scores in that. They um, played the Titans twice, who are the best team in their division. They lost to them twice. They played the Rams. The Rams are freaking good. Honestly, they played the Cardinals because they're gonna have to play the whole NFC West, which sucks. Even a hard schedule. But they can. They're at four and five. They're in a great spot to come out and win their division now that Derrick Henry is out for the rest of the year. So Colts look good. I like the Colts. What's bullshit about this is they won 45-30. to 30. Dominated every aspect of this game. They rushed for 260 yards, which I guess is the most in an NFL um, game this season by a single team. Which is weird, because I feel like the Ravens always rush for 200 yards. But uh, maybe I'm, I'm wrong about that. Because the Colts ran for 260 yards as a team. Jonathan Taylor, 170 of those. <clears throat> Fantastic game. The Jets... It pissed me off so much. I played the Colts defense in one of my leagues, too. It was like 42-10. to 10. The defense had some good points. It was 42-10. to 10. And just garbage time. Josh Johnson comes in after Mike White gets injured. Mike White balls out last Sunday. Then you get another backup quarterback. The third-string quarterback, Josh Johnson, coming in. Balls the F out on a Thursday night game. Just absolutely balls out. Three touchdowns. Um, he almost threw for 300 yards, I think. The guy went nuts. And the the freaking Colts defense in garbage time, not caring because they're up by 40 points, gives up all these touchdowns to goddamn Josh Johnson. But it's okay. I picked the Colts. They won. That's all that matters to me are my picks. So here we go. We've got week nine picks. Hot off the, hot off the freaking press. Let's do this. I love giving my picks to you guys. I hope you guys listen to the show solely on, solely for the picks, because I love picking games. My opinion probably means nothing to many people, but if you choose to listen to the show, my opinion matters to you, and I appreciate you. Um, so what games do we got? We've got. Uh, let me pull it up. The preparation for this show is horseshit. I always tell you that, and then I freaking blow it so pick the Colts one there good stuff Atlanta at New Orleans this is hard Jameis Winston out for the season with a torn ACL Saints I like the Saints here because I at, picking Atlanta is so hard for me Atlanta blows in almost all aspects of the game Calvin Ridley's out due to mental health concern no injury no nothing just stepping away from the game I mean, Matt Ryan's got Kyle Pitts. That's it. I mean, that's a lot to have. Kyle Pitts is great, great receiver. Um, I can't pick Atlanta. I don't know. New Orleans isn't home. 
Trevor Simeon played well last week. They beat the Buccaneers last week with mostly Trevor Simeon. This is going to be Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill. They said Taysom Hill might be on schedule to come back. Um, give me New Orleans at home without a quarterback. Denver at Dallas. Um, Denver kind of, I don't know, I guess giving up on the season. I don't know. So I heard some interesting, Michael Lombardi goes on the Pat McAfee show, and he has some good insight because he was a former GM in the NFL. So he's got a lot of insight into different things, why things are done, why things happen. So um, he said Denver knew they were going to cut Von Miller at the end of the season. So they were going to pay him $9 million the rest of the season, regardless of if he played or not. So by trading him, they get a second and a third round pick, which essentially costs them $9 million because they're going to pay his salary the rest of the season while he's in L.A., um, which is how the guarantees of the contract work. And they pretty much got a second and third round pick for $9 million. But if they would have just waited till the end of the season, they know they wanted to cut him at the end of the season, they would have just got nothing for him. He could have signed anywhere he wanted to. So in this case, they get a second and a third round pick for him. And the Rams, they're freaking... The Rams don't have a first round draft pick for seven years. My daughter will be eight years old when the Rams have their next first round draft pick. They're not even going to have, they're going to freaking, they'll be trading away for, Matt Stafford will be retired by then, so they'll have to trade for a new quarterback. They'll trade for Deshaun Watson after his, after his, <laughs> his uh, accusations get dropped. I've been talking about Denver this whole time, freaking, they're not going to win, Dallas is going to roll over them. Dallas beat the Vikings with Cooper Rush last week. Of all people, Cooper goddamn Rush. Dallas, Dak's playing, I believe. That offense is awesome. Denver gets worse. Trading away Von Miller. Dallas by probably three scores. New England and Carolina. This one's interesting. I feel like these teams are so evenly matched. But the one stat that stands out for me this year, or this, yeah, this year, I guess, for the Patriots, I think they're 0-2 at home, but they're 4-0 on the road, 5-0 on the road. I don't have those stats in front of me, but they are significantly better on the road. And I think they've lost their games at home. But their games at home were New England, or obviously New England, um, Tampa Bay, and Dallas. So they lose those two home games. Maybe the Bills. No, they haven't played the Bills yet. On the road, they're freaking unstoppable for some reason. So give me New England on the road. Sam Darnold's kind of reeling. I don't even know if he's going to play. They might play P.J. Walker. But give me New England on the road. Minnesota at Baltimore. Minnesota pissed me off last week. Obviously. I picked him last minute because Dak was um, a scratch from the game. So I pick Minnesota thinking they could beat the backup quarterback for the Cowboys, and they didn't. Just disappointing. They were playing good football beginning of the year. But now, I mean, they're, they're almost dead to me. Baltimore's a better team. I would have picked them if, if they hadn't just blown, if the Vikings hadn't just blown their last game. But, you know, Baltimore at home. Baltimore's coming off a uh, huge loss to what's his nuts, Joe Burrow and the Bengals. So give me Baltimore at home in a revenge game. They got creamed two weeks ago. They had a bye last week. Definitely think that Baltimore's going to run away with this one. Cleveland at Cincinnati. With how broken Cleveland is right now, it's such an obvious choice to take Cincinnati. And Cincinnati... This isn't even a hard, an easy game to pick because Cincinnati just lost to the Jets last week. And the Jets just got creamed on Thursday Night Football by Carson Wentz and the 
Indianapolis Colts. I like Cincinnati in this game. I think the Browns are kind of broken right now. I think a week full of drama doesn't really help. Unless you have the Las Vegas Raiders. Because the Raiders seem to keep taking shit on the chin. And they're actually, what, 6-2 and two right now? Cincinnati at home versus Cleveland. The battle for Ohio. The Tigers win this one. Go Bengals. And I just want to see Cleveland get pushed further and further out of the playoff picture. Because that would be awesome if the Steelers made it and the Browns didn't. Buffalo Jacksonville. Who gives a shit? Buffalo will probably put up 45 points in this game. They might shut them out. Buffalo shut out a couple teams this year. I think they shut out Miami and they shut out Houston. So, Buffalo is going to steamroll Jacksonville. No shocker there. Houston at Miami. <laughs> this one's freaking... I might change this one. Right now I have Miami. Miami sucks, dude. But Tua was playing better in London a couple weeks ago. Houston gets Tyrod Taylor back. Tyrod Taylor, of course, had a huge game one where they kicked the shit out of... Was it Jacksonville? Yeah, they, they put up... They beat the hell out of Jacksonville week one. I can see myself... This is like a toilet bowl right here. Houston's 1-5, 1-6. Miami's 1-5, 1-6. one win teams. Who comes out with their second win? This game could tie, honestly. And the United States of America would not give a shit what happened. Take Miami at home right now, but we'll see how I feel Sunday morning. Is Tyra Taylor balled out. If they're saying like he's 100% good to go, I'm down. If Davis Mills like might play because Tyrod's not like 100%, then yeah, we got to see. Right now, take Miami. Tua's playing a little bit better. Like Miami's defense more. Houston's just lost. Couldn't trade Deshaun Watson this week. Uh, his future is too uncertain, so I don't know, man. I don't know what they're going to do. Speaking of Las Vegas, we've got Las Vegas Raiders at New York Giants. The New York football Giants. Vegas takes this shit on the chin, man. They took the John Gruden thing, the, the racist, homophobic emails from 10 years ago, get their coach fired. I mean, you can't help but think. They came back from that. And they, they won the next game. I think they won the next two games. So I'm going to take Vegas. The adversity they dealt with Henry Ruggs this week. I'm going to end my show talking about Henry Ruggs. So don't think I've, I've skipped over it or I've glossed over it. But um, give me Vegas over New York. Los Angeles Chargers. Philadelphia Eagles. The Chargers have to fly all the way to Philly to this game. That's got to be one of, the, one of the furthest commutes. Hmm. I like the Chargers. Philadelphia, man, they, they come out and they kick the shit out of two bad teams. They beat Atlanta week one and they beat the hell out of the Lions last week. I picked the Lions. I can't believe I picked the Lions last week. It's going to haunt me forever. But um, Chargers go to Philly. Justin Herbert gets his group back. They got massacred by the freaking, who was it? The Ravens? Yeah, they got massacred by the Ravens two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Then they got destroyed by, or, no, they lost to the uh, Patriots. Last week, was it? Hmm. Yeah. No, Chargers for sure. Chargers in like a revenge game. I hope they don't start charging it up. Close loss to the Patriots. Um, got destroyed by the, the Ravens. I think they need to bounce back if they want to prove that they're real. Because they were real the first six, seven weeks of the season. But now, two straight losses. Had their bye week. Let's see what they can do. Green Bay, Kansas City, Aaron Rodgers. We talked about COVID. Jordan Love starting... 
I mean, this is a game. This game would have been incredible if Aaron Rodgers was playing. Two high-powered offenses. Uh, Green Bay probably with a better defense. I like Kansas City just because Aaron Rodgers is out. I think that dictates everything, right? Is there even a need to to get into it? Jordan Love, we'll see what he's got, but I don't know. I, I'd say Kansas City by, by 10 points at least. Arizona at San Francisco. Arizona suffers their first loss last week. I don't think it's the start of a trend where they just start losing games. Kind of like the Steelers last year. Won 11 games and then finished the season 12-4. and four. So they went 1-4 and four in their last five games. Um, don't think that's Arizona. I don't think they're like going to win the Super Bowl. I think they're good, but I don't I don't see them like winning the Super Bowl. Let's go with Arizona to beat San Francisco. San Francisco hasn't been that great. Jimmy G, I don't even know how he played last week. They beat the Bears? Yeah, the Bears. Um, Arizona. The night game, Sunday night game, we got Tennessee at Los Angeles. This would have been a great game if Derrick Henry was playing. I don't even think it's close now. It sucks because the the Titans, they had a tough stretch. They played the Bills on Monday Night Football. They beat the Bills, played the Chiefs, beat the Chiefs. They played the Colts, which was is their second best team in their division. Lose Derrick Henry, and now they're playing L.A. What a tough freaking four-game stretch. That's brutal. That's a brutal four-game stretch. Los Angeles at home, just because Derrick Henry's not playing. I probably would have still taken the Rams. The Rams defense is awesome. Throw Von Miller in there. Number 40, check him out. See how he does. But I, I think he's going to go pretty well. Because you got Aaron Donald. You got even their other outside backer. What's his name? Leonard Floyd. That guy, he's decent. Six and a half sacks this year. No one talks about him because Aaron Donald's there. Now you got Von Miller. You got three stud pass rushers. And you got Jalen Ramsey taking away your best receiver on the backside. Going to be tough. They know they got to compete with the Cardinals, so, I mean, this is how they do it. So we'll see this week. Ryan Tannehill's kind of a mobile quarterback, so let's kind of see how they, they play Kyler Murray the next time. And then capping off week, is it week nine already? Holy shit. After Monday night, we will be halfway through football season. That's depressing. Time flies when you're having fun. Steelers host the Bears. Monday night football, baby. I love Monday Night Football. My first Steelers game? No. It was my third Steelers game. The um, Steelers come to San Diego to play the Chargers. Monday Night Football. Close game. Ben Roethlisberger's out. Michael Vick plays quarterback for us. Throws a deep ball to Marcus Wheaton. Touchdown. Le'Veon Bell runs a wildcat touchdown. As the as the clock expires, a walk-off touchdown. The Steelers win. Um... I love Monday Night Football. We're in our color rush, too. Our color rush has been amazing for us. A couple of years ago, kicked the shit out of the Carolina Panthers on Thursday Night Football wearing our color rush when Cam Newton was there, when they were still good. Um, Tennessee Titans destroyed them, color rush. I believe that was Thursday Night Football as well, either the season before or the season after. And then the Patriots, that year we went 13-3. and Um no, not that year. But we beat the Patriots. That was like the first time we beat Tom Brady in like 15 years or something like that. We were wearing Color Rush. Um, we lost in Color Rush to the Buffalo Bills. The year Ben Roethlisberger was out with a um, with a 
Tommy John in his elbow. His Tommy John bone was broken. The year he was out, we played the Bills. So Duck Hodges was wearing Color Rush on freaking this is Sunday Night Football thing against the, the Bills. And um, we lost that game. That's the only one I can think of in recent memory that we've lost in those Color Rush. Last year, who did we Color Rush last year? Oh, it was the Ravens on there. What was supposed to be our freaking um, Thanksgiving night primetime game. Um, we had... It got delayed till the next week because the whole Ravens team caught COVID. That's the thing. That's what came back this week I want to talk about. So Aaron Rodgers got COVID. Devontae Adams had COVID. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling. So they kind of had an outbreak on the Packers. The Giants had 13 pl players test positive. The thir 13 staff, players, coaches, test positive for COVID. That's We haven't seen that this year. The vaccination numbers are way up. So um, it's not spreading as much, I guess. But... The uh, the the vax or the the positive tests is like concerning because this is what we saw last year. We saw the Titans; they had that mini outbreak. They had to delay the Steelers game. They kicked it to our bye week. Then you had the the Ravens all test positive, so they canceled our Thanksgiving game. They moved it to the next Wednesday, so we had Wednesday night football. This is kind of weird. Watch out for these COVID outbreaks. They're tough on fantasy football. They're tough on. Obviously, they're all-star athletes with access to all medicines ever, so they're all going to survive, but watch out for these COVID games, man. What are we talking about? We're talking about the Steelers and the Bears. Oh, the Color Rush. That's what. So, Color Rush, it's been good to us. If you don't take the Steelers on Monday night, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's the Bears. The Bears, I think it's all the fantasy football numbers. The Bears have the 32nd ranked fantasy defense. So, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger's not going to go out and throw for... 400 yards and five touchdowns. Well, he might. We'll see what he's got in the tank. I think he's only thrown for one touchdown in, like, every game this year. Like, I don't think he has multiple touchdown games. The most points we scored was, like, 23. I'm amazed we're 4-3 and three sometimes. Our defense is carrying everything. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger scored 15 points last week, and we beat the Browns. So, defense keeps us alive in all of it. Matt Nagy is back for the Bears. Their coach, he had covid um, survived, thank God. So now we get to play against him. He's one of the, he's supposed to be this offensive guru, but he's kind of been blowing it offensively for the, for the Bears. So, um, thank God Matt Nagy's back. Hopefully our defense just annihilates the Bears and then we can get a good win at home, color rush, Monday Night Football, good exposure. Take us to five and three, Mr. Big Ben Roethlisberger. That is my pick. Steelers all the way. I think that's all we got. What do we got? We got F1. F1 is in Mexico City this week. I don't know if I can predict a winner. Well, I mean, I guess it's easy. I guess freaking Lewis Hamilton or Max Verstappen has won almost every race this year. But it's in Mexico City, and Sergio Checo Perez is from Mexico. Viva la Mexico. I think Checo gets a podium. First, second, or third. He got a podium, what, two weeks ago in Austin? It was Verstappen 1 and Checo 3. Lewis Hamilton number 2. I see Checo on the podium in Mexico. I think it's just romantic. Like how you say be romantic about baseball. This would be romantic about Formula 1. Sergio coming home and getting a podium in Mexico. I'm not a gambling man, but I would bet on it. Alright. So I've had a few days to think about this. So if you didn't know, 
we're gonna get kind of somber here for a second. I I don't ever do this. I like bullshitting on the podcast. I like um, talking football. I like talking sports. I like talking. I like having a good time. We're gonna be serious for a little bit. So Henry Ruggs, star receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, It's a couple days ago now, so it's probably like Tuesday morning. He was 3 a.m. He was drunk driving. 0.161 0.161 BAC, you know, 0.08 is the legal limit, so it's twice the legal limit, driving 156 miles an hour on a street, it wasn't even like a freeway, I saw the pictures, there was a 45 mile an hour sign right next to where his Corvette was destroyed, so you got Henry Ruggs, his girlfriend's a passenger in the car, um, I don't know if she was drunk or not, but she wasn't driving, so they didn't really care. 156 miles an hour in a Corvette, and then they registered the airbags when they deployed at 127 miles an hour. He rear-ended this lady, I think her name's Tina, rear-ended her, and the car caught on fire, and she was trapped inside with her German Shepherd, and she died. So stuff like this makes me really bummed out. Now I'm a dad. She was only 23. Um, It's kind of crazy. I mean, I'm 28, so 23 wasn't that long ago for me. It's sad. She didn't really get a fair shot at life. She was just getting started. Um, Henry Ruggs, this is rough. Now, I really like what Derek Carr said. I'm not going to crucify Henry Ruggs for, because everyone's been doing that. He was driving 156 miles an hour at 3 a.m., drunk off his ass in a Corvette, being a hot rod. One of the fastest guys in the NFL driving faster than I've ever heard of a regular car just driving, 156. Um, this dude, he killed her. I mean, it's it's sad. It bums me out. I think ever since I became a dad, stories like this bum me out, like people not getting sh- fair shots at life. You know, it just, it bums me out. Derek Carr said some of the most inspirational, like great leader quotes over the past few weeks. So we know three weeks ago, John Gruden... They're investigating the Washington football team. The head coach of the Raiders, John Gruden, gets thrown under the bus for some emails he sent in like 2013 all the way to 20, I don't know, 2015, whatever it was. Gets fired or mutually agrees to part ways with the Raiders because he doesn't want to be a distraction. But, you know, it's either that or get fired. So then you got Derek Carr comes out and he says some great leader stuff. So this is a, a, a basis of like Christianity. He says, we, we hate the or we love the man. And everyone like holds their breath for a second. They're like, what? Is he going to side with John Gruden? And then he says, but we hate the sin. So, I mean, that's that's something that's really... For him to say that in front of the media, and I know he's a Christian. He's like pretty public about his faith, which is really cool. Um, he comes out and says, we hate the sin, but we love the man. Obviously, he had a relationship with him for three years. Um, he was his coach. Obviously got a relationship, probably been to his house several times, probably knows his family, all this stuff. And then we got Henry Ruggs that killed this girl. He's facing, I think, up to like 26 years in prison, which is insane. 23 years old, Henry Ruggs. um, Had a four-year, $16 million contract, first-round pick. Like I said, speedster. Whole whole career ahead of him, whole life ahead of him. Facing probably significant jail time for making a bad decision. And, And like you said, it was a stupid decision. And people are crucifying him. I'm not going to crucify him. But what I loved 
about what Derek Carr said. So let me let me read you what he said. As I'm trying to pull it up, so he he says, um, "Shit, why don't I have it here? The shittiest freaking podcast." Drawing blanks here. So Derek Carr comes out and says he wishes he could have done more. So he's always he says he's he's always thinking about ways he can improve himself and be a better guy, and he was thinking. Literally in this situation, he was thinking about like what he could have done to help this young receiver, to what he could have done to become, to be there for him. And he says he feels for the family, and we all feel for the family of the one of uh, Tina that was lost. But he says he needs people to love him right now, because he's he's not feeling he's definitely not feeling great about himself. He was drunk. He made a stupid decision. He killed somebody. Um, his career gone money gone um freedom it's it's gonna be gone i mean he he you can visibly remorseful tmz came up with another video they said he uh, um he was sitting there sobbing like on the side of the road and like screaming with his girlfriend and they're just watching the the car be on fire and Derek Carr says he's not feeling great about himself and he says um he needs people to love him right now and if no one else is gonna do it he's gonna do it and it's like sh- Derek Carr showing so much maturity these past three weeks. That's the real story I want to get out. Obviously, like it, I'm sad for the family, but Derek Carr's leadership coming out is insane. The exact quote here, I've got it finally. He needs people to love him right now. He's probably feeling a certain way about himself right now and needs to be loved. If no one else will do it, I will do it. And that's crazy for someone to mess up so bad. For someone to literally... Just, I mean, it's so sad. It's so sad. He messed up so bad. And then Derek Carr is feeling for his, his brother, his teammate. And you know, I'm, I'm sad for the career, but I'm also sad for for what was lost in that woman's life. But let's not be quick to judge Henry Ruggs. Just learning experience, right? Don't drink and drive. I mean, that's got to be the... I, it sounds corny when I say it, I, but it's so true. Like, Derek Carr, love people, man, no matter what they do. Make sure we love them. All right. I think that's all I got, guys. Ending on a somber, somber note. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it. Long podcast night. Almost set a record. Almost got to 40 minutes. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. Love always. And remember, I was sucks.